Why is running a creative business so damn hard? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show. Welcome back to the Command Z Show. Shelby, how are you doing? I'm doing just fine. Um, the weather is, it's actually getting cold again. So yep, I, we have to do our regular weather updates. It's getting cold again. Yep. It was nice. Um, it's going to snow, I think, again, maybe later today. Little little these next uh-huh. couple days. I'm not looking forward to it. Yep. This is uh, the time of year that us in Ohio call Fool's Spring. Ooh. Where um, it feels like spring and we go outside and we don't take yeah. our coats and stuff because the weather's, it's 45 degrees, but for some reason we just, we think it's like 60 or 70. Um, anyway, we all have fun. We have a good time. And then it's full spring because there's going to be another winter coming very soon, I'm sure. <laughs> I um honestly, I only wore my coat, like my big full winter coat, I think like out of this entire winter, I think maybe three weeks. Yeah, that's and because- And that was like spaced out. Anytime it snowed there, you were just stuck inside. I'm hearty. I was sick for a while, so yeah, I was stuck inside. I'm a a hearty girl, okay? I'm Norwegian. We're used to being cold, all right? We got thick bones, thick meat. I'm not going to let some cold get me down. I got cute outfits to show. They can't be covered up by a coat. Thank you very little. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yep. Uh, my, My wardrobe stays the same. In the oh. winter and the summer months, so. Well, it's you've better. got a sweatshirt on now. It'll probably be more t-shirts in the summer. Switch it up. Uh, the t- t-shirt's there. Remove it's a layer. Just, exactly. That's all it is. Just adding a layer. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do we have a special Valentine's Day topic with Valentine's Day? Well, it's in the recording anyway. We're done. Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Um, yeah. But Well, uh, you're in red. I've got red nails. Look at it. So, we're doing it. There we go. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Even though when you're listening to this, it's at least a week later. <laughs> I hope you had a good Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Let's get uh, let's get into our question that we have yeah. for today. Let's hear it, Shelby. Question is, why is running a creative business so damn hard? Oh, yes. Um. There are many reasons why it is so damn hard. Uh, I think having the word damn there is actually very important. <laughs> yeah. I, I've debated going back and should I include the damn? The damn's important. It is. Um, I, I think for a lot of this, it kind of, I mean, much like a lot of the other <laughs> questions that I answer, it kind of has to go back a little bit. Um. Me personally, like I, I love business. I love creating businesses. I love, I don't know, just sort of the organic nature of markets and how you can be creative to change a market Mm -hmm. in a way. I don't know. That's the easiest way I can say it, but, um, 
even from the time that I was in middle school and high school, I was always trying to do something. Um, usually it was more manual labor <laughs> kind of things, shoveling driveways and right. whatnot. Um, but as I you know, got older and wanted to get more into the creative field, I also knew that I wanted to, at some point or another, develop some kind of business around that skill set that I had. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it became clear pretty much immediately that um, most creative services are extremely personal. So it's not, it's not the same, right? It's not the same as shoveling driveways or developing a product of some kind um, or other types of services, right? Yeah. Where in a lot of industries, it's, how do I say this? Uh, In a lot of industries, people don't like what they do. They don't like, like they wouldn't choose to do it (laughs) if they, unless they were getting paid for it. Right. And, you know, I think it's an important thing to remember as a creative services business that sometimes it might not be, it might not feel like the thing that you love doing every single day. Um, But I think that's one of the, the big differentiators on why it, I guess why it just feels so personal. Um, and I think as part of that, it becomes, especially as you, as you grow a team, it's okay. How do we do this thing that we all love, but how do we do this and actually like make money doing it at the same time? Yeah. And we've talked about this in the past, but it kind of goes against the, the, the creative nature that us humans have. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's, that's the first part that I'll go to. That's, that's the first thing that makes it extreme. That's what makes it so damn hard is that it's a balancing <laughs> act every single day of trying to manage the financial side of things, manage the business aspect, but at the same time, be creative and, encourage others to be creative at the same time and it creates conflicts just on a minute to minute hour by hour basis where it's like i don't know you could really admire like oh wow like this person did something really incredible but then this little voice on the other side is like yeah but like how much time did that take (laughs) and it's like can we afford that (laughs) like there's there's that constant struggle. Um, so I, I, for me, I'd say that's that's the that's the first thing. I'll let you respond to that before I keep going here. Yeah, it is a it is a very interesting thing because obviously this has been something that artists have had to deal with. Not just now. I mean, I mean, if we go back. I mean, for instance, like the Renaissance, we have artists living with wealthy elite politicians, right. you know, families. And they're being paid to paint them, to make art for them. I mean, it's it's the marketability of creativity, which in the current age has changed. Um, you know, we're working for corporations and businesses. And, you know, maybe it can be from small to all the way to the biggest in the world. And it is trying to communicate, you know, okay, well, what is it about a product that is special about this? We are selling on a level we're also trying to stick to our own, you know, creative hearts 
and not really, you know, it's, it's the idea of selling your soul as an artist. Oh, if you make money as an artist, you sold your soul, which is absurd because artists have to live. You have to eat, you know? I mean, the idea of the starving artist is very archaic. It's outdated. Um, and it's time to move on from that because you do, you do need to survive as an artist so that it is a very strange, unique balancing act that not a lot of other industries really, really see. Right. For sure. Um, I guess what I'll, what I'll go to is that, um, within the community of the creative industry, you know, what you were saying is, uh, the starving artist thing, it is almost the expectation of people that all artists and creative entrepreneurs should be starving. Right. Yeah. And if you're not starving, then to me, it almost it feels like the pitchforks start coming out and they're like this yeah. little this witch hunt of sorts um, gets started. You're a sellout. Right. Exactly. And I think that's, that's been a really difficult thing for me, you know, outside of this, this balance of, you know, business and creative, there's also the, the part of like, I want to make my community better. Uh, all, yeah. all the different communities that I'm involved in, like, I want to make a positive impact on them. I think everyone generally does, unless you're yeah. a complete psycho. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it can be really tough whenever that community disagrees with you and, um, occasionally starts writing about you in, in negative ways. Um, and I guess that's the thing is like, I, I didn't, most creative business owners did not go to business school. Mm -hmm. I would almost go out and say 99% of them did not go to business school. <laughs> um, and, and it's, it's, I guess in a way, much of the industry just sort of falls into a leadership or ownership place at some point. Mm -hmm. I think most of the people that I know um, kind of started their own thing because of a layoff or something of the sorts. They yeah. couldn't get work. So they decided to just start doing this for themselves. And I think that's kind of, it's really weird because for me, it wasn't, it wasn't that. I decided to quit my job. I decided that I was going to start a business, right? I was very intentional about everything that I did in this process. Um, and I've, I've always felt like that was kind of looked down upon by others. This is getting some therapy stuff here. Um, because I was, I've just always been intentional. Like everything that I have done all the effort that I put in, I tried to make sure that it is an effort of building a studio. Right. Um, and I, I so I, again, that's something that you don't see in any industry uh, that I've seen. Right. Especially like, especially like if you went to business school, you could, I feel like there's people out there that, um, Holding companies owned by business school uh, graduates, they buy companies, they lay off most of the staff, they find a way to make that company run efficiently, they sell it off, they flip a business, and they profit massively. 
they do these things and I feel like even they um, don't get as much hate as creative entrepreneurs that are trying to do things that are have anything to do with money anyway. Well, and I think too, it's very different communities as well who are existing in those spaces where, okay, so if you did go to business school and you choose to behave in that way of this is what you're going to do with your life. You're most likely working within a very capitalist sphere full of other people that also think in that same way. But when you live in a more creative space, you have people that are kind of going against that grain. They're saying, no, we're not doing that. We're going down. No, we're not doing any of these things. You know, we're sticking it to the man. Right. But I mean, you have to be able to have that balance. And sometimes it's, it's hard for people to recognize that. Right. It's, uh, I mean, being capitalistic is is a trait that it's a trait that I have, but it's not it's not one that just lives solely by itself. Exactly, and that's I think that's where I think that's where obviously like for me I think that's where is it is a problem is if somebody is literally just about the money because in in my eyes like even if you had just a ton of money, um, what do you do? then like you can't just you can't just like stop working in my eyes anyway yeah like you just you just buy stuff and then you sit at home all day like that's there's no meaning there's no purpose behind any of that um but anyway so I, i think that's the part that people generally don't like is that word capitalism is is generally seen as a really bad thing but i personally don't see it that way i see it as I guess to me that word goes along with competition <laughs> um, yeah. very closely and competition has always been good for our country. It's always been good for other countries as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I guess in my eyes, it's like, okay, well, how do you capitalize on a skill set or talent that you have? And yes, you also want to treat people good, right? Well, I do anyway. So it's like, okay, well, I don't want to just like create this thing that makes a bunch of money and then I hoard all of it and then, you know, cracking the whip on employees. Like that's, that's not the kind of space that I wanted to create, but sometimes I just, from how the industry, how the community looks at it, it, it can appear to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, again, there, there's times where you have to make certain decisions where um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go here too. Um, when, when creating any sort of business, uh, creating a business is not the same as creating a job, right? When you're freelance, you're creating a job and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. But creating a business is a little bit different where a business should be something that you are able to get paid and you should you should be able to get paid for the work that you're putting into it and you should be getting paid for the amount of risk that you put into it it's yeah. an investment right um yeah i just told part of our team yesterday like we spent a lot of money uh <laughs> in the last couple of weeks working on an internal project and 
I think it's important to, it's really weird because I don't usually talk about like those kinds of details. Yeah. But in this case, I was like, I think it's kind of important for everyone to know, like the investment that's being put into things. And um, I, I don't know, I guess you could see them as gambles in a way. I really don't look at it that way. Like, because <laughs> um, I think I a traditional know. business person or traditional capitalist would think about it in that way yeah um but i guess that's the thing is like okay i i like to invest in i invest in creative people Mm -hmm. um and there should as a business owner there should be some kind of return on that investment and again Mm -hmm. i know a lot of people hate to hear this stuff but this is literally how it is in every business even if you work at mcdonald's like it just I mean, even if you're working at the big oil companies, some of those executives getting paid a million dollars a year to do what they do, um, you know they're <laughs> they're still um, having to perform to a certain level. They have to they have to provide a return on that investment that's being made in them. So like that that is very key to this entire economy and just a democracy i guess i would even say too if we want to so i took a lot of you know economics courses and you do see that it's you have two different sides of the classroom right of very pro very against so i would even say too as another example so say we don't live in a very capitalist society right let's say we live in a bartering community okay Mm -hmm. here are Goods and services back and forth, money doesn't exist. If you're providing that service, there still needs to be a return in the investment. You know, it can't just be, we get rid of all money. Your service still needs to be an appropriate return and you need to be able to make something from that that's worthwhile because it can't, you you have to make something. You can't just, you know, if you're returning a service, you have to be able to gain something. It can't be a complete loss. Right. Right. And that, that concept works on so many different levels. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think so much of the creative community feels like this is philanthropy. This is charity where we hire artists because we just like them or enjoy their work, which it's part of it. (laughs) But, um, and if you can get to a point where you're able to do that and you're able to just hire people, that's awesome. That's fantastic. But that's just not really how the rest of the world is working. Exactly. So, yeah. So that's that's one of the, again, kind of goes back to the first thing I was talking about where it creates this constant like um, balance between that creative side and that business side where they they have to they have to know each other very well. And this this is often why you see partnerships with creative services businesses. Usually a partner, the two sides can handle them separately, right? There is never like too much, like one person thinking about both sides that much. There, mm-hmm. In the partnership, there would just be two people each focused on one of those sides in a good partnership anyway. I've seen a lot of bad partnerships where both of them were on one side or the other. And that's, that just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll even throw that one in there where it's even more difficult trying to do this um, as a single 
person <laughs> trying to, well, not like you get it. I don't know what the solo. Yeah, I get yeah. <laughs> um it's just Matt. <laughs> yeah yeah i mean but i guess that's the thing is like even for me i'm like you have to find ways to divide you have to compartmentalize and if you don't yes. that's overwhelming um and the, the biggest person who the person in your brain who is running the business can't be the same person in your brain who is being the creative director those exactly. things have to be divided you cannot be that same Say right. hats need to be interchanged. Right. And and someday for me, I mean, hopefully one day down the road, those are separate people um, mm-hmm. that I, I mean, that's kind of what I've done since the beginning where and, and initially it was just me and it's like, okay, now I'm running the business and I'm animating. Like, okay, I need to like t- take that little person out of, out of my brain yep. <laughs> and be able to actually have a staff member to be able to help with those things. Um, same thing with, with you as a producer where it's like, okay, I'm like managing these projects and trying to like do the sales side, trying to run the business. Yeah. And like, it just, it, it's, it doesn't work and to a certain scale. It just stops working. Well, and I even talk about like being on set too. It's like, okay, if I'm directing on set, there's always producer Shelby telling me, mm-hmm. don't do this. Don't go over budget. You don't need that shot. Save the time. Stop it, Director Shelby. You right. don't need these things. <laughs> you, know, you have to have these conversations going on at once because if you have them together, you will go over budget. You will not have a successful business because you can't have all those people talking at once. Right. It's it's kind of easy to be good at any one of those things if you were kind of in this little silo. <sighs> I shouldn't say it's easy. Like It's still difficult jobs to yeah. break apart, but... It's, I guess for me, I'm like, man, if I only had to focus on just one thing, like that, I feel like that'd be so much easier. Um, <laughs> and and that's not something that's necessarily unique to creative services. I think that's a, a lot of business owners have to go through the same troubles, especially things like when it comes to like restaurants and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, just any, any business that I've seen, it's just, it's hard to do the work and, um, like work on the business and do the actual work at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's certainly people out there that can do it. Um, so that's not something that I would ever try to like deter people from doing. Cause there's, there's advantages to it, but it just ultimately depends on kind of like what you're looking for really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's, I, you know, that that's the second thing I would say. And kind of the last thing, the, my, my third reason on why it's so damn hard is um this this isn't the kind of work where people can do without thinking about it hmm. like this isn't like assembly line type stuff i need people on the team that are very thoughtful and um to show up creative every single day and leading a creative team is just different than leading a team in any other kind of business. Um, And I think, I think this is for the better. And I hope this is actually a trend that continues throughout all industries, but it's, it's the idea of, of trying to protect people's mental health, mental health as much, as much as you can. Right. Um, I think the thing that people in life get most stressed about is probably their jobs. Mm. And 
I don't know. I mean, there's obviously family is very high in that list too, but I generally feel like if people didn't have jobs, then they would be able to have more time to handle the issues, the family issues that they might have. Well, Um, anywhere that you spend eight hours a day, five days a week, that's going to have an impact on you. For sure. Um, and, and for me, I'm like, okay, well, I, I want people to, to be happy at work. I want them to be happy at home. <laughs> and again, I, I only have so much control over some of that stuff, especially when there's like sickness or anything like that involved. Obviously you can't do anything about that. That becomes the most stressful thing to ever worry about. But um, I guess the most stressful thing that you do have a lot of control over, I should say, I guess, is your job. So for me, I've always seen it as as really important to have a balance there as well of being able to push people to do great things, but at the same time, have a good idea when it's time to let off the gas pedal a little bit. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, if when you burn people out or when they start showing up to work every day and they're not creative and they are just kind of they will go into autopilot and they will start working on an assembly line. Yeah. And that's, that's not, that's not how you produce the produce highly creative work. Um, good. Yeah. I think this is something that is also very unique to the creative industry is because I think a lot of us have been through that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was my first job, very assembly line creativity it's like okay go in you make something you're making the same thing over and over and over again here's your formula stick to it you know don't deviate and I think a lot of us have have felt that and I think that's what when we do you know start our own creative businesses when people go freelance when we do these things we do bring those same kind of I think a little bit of a bitterness a little bit of a, you know, we are going to change this. We're not going to do this in our business because we don't want to have our people suffer the same way that, you know, we have. I think that's something that's very unique to to creative businesses because those are decisions that are being made very, um, very carefully that I don't think we see in a lot of other industries. Right. Um. I don't like to generally get in the politics, but I will for just a moment here because um, in general, the most, we'll call them the most successful business owners are generally on the more conservative side of things. Yeah. But creatives are generally on the more liberal side of things, right? Yes. So that's, again, just another one of these areas that creates this big conflict where you're like, okay, like I want to protect people. But yeah, I like to... you know, I want to be able to make some money here too. And like, I don't know, it's just this constant like back and forth. Um, And that can, that can be a big struggle when it comes to just your personal values. Right. And there's, there's definitely been some moments that I've had where it's like, I know that this is the right thing like to do for the business, but as a person, I hate this. I don't want to do this. Like this, this isn't right. Um, And it's, it's decisions like that, that, Again, if you don't make them, your business fails to exist. It's really that simple where, again, you, you have to, it kind of goes back to the whole, like, this isn't philanthropy. This is, it's it's a business, right? Um, 
and for me, it's it's one of these things where you try to combine the best of both worlds, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you see things in the news like, oh, okay, like um, taxes are going to increase for business owners, and there's a part of me that's like, all right, <laughs> and then there's another part of me that's like, oh, damn, oh no, <laughs> yeah, it's like yep. it's like, oh, that's a good idea, and then you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> surprise to me now, <laughs> yeah, so it's. It's again, it's not the most uncommon thing. Like, you have, uh, there's a lot of business owners out there that'll say, like, oh, yeah, you need to tax these people like more. And it's like, that's, that's yeah. great. Um, but again, like, I think all one side or the other is generally not a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing for anybody, especially for, for business owners. You have to kind of carefully understand both sides of the coin, I guess. Well, I think it's a really interesting thing because we, having this dialogue now. So historically, from a historical perspective, us having this dialogue now in our current age of late stage capitalism, right? Like in where we are currently within, you know, the the hamster wheel. Yeah. Um, based on, okay, what did it look like before industrialization, before we hit more of the late stage? What did that look like before? It's like, okay, a creative business like this in, you know, let's say like early, early 19th century would have been um, quite a bit easier to, to run a business like this, because you would have, you wouldn't have had that very like, okay, we're having standard eight hour days, you need to be here there, you cannot get sick, you need to be productive every single day, hustle, 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 right? right? How much products can we make? What is the assembly line? You know, Ford is more cars, more cars, more cars, right? Right, right. It's, it's a very different perspective from when capitalism, the idea of it was created when it was adopted versus that late stage where we are now. And because we're having that, that discussion now, we are still as creatives applying the same mentality as that early 19th century. You know, what are those values? How should we actually be you know, producing as human beings with needs versus a machine that came out of industrialization. It's very, it's a very different conversation that, you know, business owners outside of a creative sphere are having versus the conversation we're having. Right. I I like to think that there's I guess the other part that I'll sort of throw in here is just with different generations, there are different needs, wants, and goals. Mm -hmm. And I think another part of that, that's, I don't know if it's made it more difficult. I think it actually has, but being, I mean, I'm 36, I am considered a millennial. Um, I think there's, there's just also like, it kind of goes against, typical millennial values to yeah to run a business and to have employees and to pay attention to the numbers and um i I don't know it's been something that's been on my mind a a bit lately honestly but i haven't quite figured it out just yet on like why that matters but i look at like some of the peers that i have and i'm like we feel the same way about things but we've gone completely different paths and I don't know yeah. why exactly. Um, 
maybe it's just parenting or something. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so it's overall it's it's just a, it's a really difficult tightrope that's constantly being walked, and it's not it's not again unique to me or any people. I, I think it's it's like that for almost everybody. If you if you make it long enough as a business owner, you will have some very very difficult decisions to make, and it's yeah. You generally know what the you know what the right thing is for both sides, but you kind of have to have that internal conflict constantly and make sure the the right side wins. Right. I I, I think often about uh, Parks and Recreation, the TV show. Uh, there's two guys that come in from outside of the city of Pawnee and they're basically tasked with making sure this town survives and doesn't go bankrupt. And, um, I'm, have you seen the show before, Shelby? Oh yeah. Okay, good. Okay. So, uh, one of them is completely ruthless and we'll just cut everything. And then the other one is like, is kind of the the manager here and he's like you know what yeah we're gonna we're gonna save everything we're gonna do all this good um and then he constantly just kind of blames all the bad things on the other ones like well sorry ben said we couldn't do it then sorry i guess we can't um but it's kind of like that though where certain days you just have to be either one of those kinds of people um i don't know so Again, just even being like a small, a small business creative owner uh, is just even more difficult. I think as it once it gets a little bit bigger, then you can start doing the good guy bad guy thing, <laughs> or good cop bad cop. But it's really difficult to do it whenever it's a team of ten people and you're like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm making this decision and I'm also making this one. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's really damn hard. <laughs> so so damn hard so damn hard yep all right let's get into some final thoughts go ahead shelby yeah i um my final thoughts why is running a creative business so damn hard i think it's because partially the pressure that we get within the creative industry from other creatives from other creative business owners um i think and again you know going back to kind of that time that we're living in right now I think is, you know, both just based on historically where we are and the conversations that we're having. And then also just the current marketplace is a challenge and it's always changing. And it's something that's very hard to keep up with. Um, And there's a lot of pressure on creatives and creative business owners to be able to keep up with these things while also maintaining, you know, be different, be a better business than all the other businesses because you're a creative business and you need to take care of everyone. So you want to take care of everyone and you need to be able to make sure all of your creatives are safe and all of your artists are safe, but also don't lose money because this is a business. And it's a very different pressure that you're not seeing in any other industry. And it's, it's sad because honestly, that pressure should be applied to every other industry where they are taking care of their people. And I think if that pressure was applied to the rest of the world outside of creative spaces, it would be a lot easier 
to run a creative business because that same pressure would be applied to everyone universally. Yeah, well said. I like that. Um, what I would say is it is it is really hard. But if I had to do it all over again, I would. <laughs> um, I think that there's a lot of people that I know that maybe try it and they realize it's maybe not for them. And that's totally fine. Again, it's it's tough. You'll find out really quickly that it is tough. You'll also find out pretty quickly that if it was easy, then everyone would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's one of these things where you kind of have to accept that there are difficult days. There are really hard days. There are going to be days that you really hate. There's going to be days that you really love. Um, but every single day is interesting. I can absolutely say that. And I think that for me, I think that's what does it is that good or bad, at least it's extremely interesting. Um, and I don't ever have the same day twice. And I like that. I like to be challenged. And I think that's, that's kind of part of the people that find the most enjoyment of being a any kind of business owner are the people that really enjoy those constant challenges being, I don't know. I guess I would say like being shown to your face every day, but that's the thing is like most days they're not shown to your face. You have to find them. You have to like actively seek out where the issues are, where, where are the decisions that I need to make? Um, you know, sometimes things are going really good and you're like, that's cool. Like, I don't know what I did, but it's something's, something's working. And yeah, one day you feel like you're a genius. And then the next day, just, it's all taken away. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, client doesn't pay, work slows down. Then you're really faced with some really difficult stuff where, um, you know, what are you going to do? Like, that's, that's a much more difficult decision to make than the one of when things are going really well, where you're like, well, okay, I don't need to make any decisions. Right. Um, but to me, like, that's, that, to me, that's what separates uh, good and bad business owners is people that are willing to attack the issues at hand and seek out problems on a daily basis and try to figure out how you're going to solve them rather than just ignoring it. Cause even if things are going well, if you're ignoring it and thinking that everything's going well, it will collapse down on you at some point. It's, it's a symphony, right? There are highs, there are lows, and you have to be able to accept all of them. I don't know. I think, Part of it for me is that it very much reads like a story. And sometimes I feel like I'm a, not necessarily a, I don't know, I just an observer of everything that's actually happening. Uh, Especially whenever a company gets to a few employees, it kind of works like a biological organism Mm -hmm. where you don't have full control of everything. And I think it's a good thing. It's a good lesson for me anyway to to learn because I'm a control freak. <laughs> but sometimes you can you can do little things that 
just promote a healthy organism. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the true, phrase though. of the day. It's a, it's a living, breathing thing. It's right. true. Right. It's, I mean, just the same as a, as a person where it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. we do preventative maintenance on ourselves, right? We yep. take care of our mental health. We take, well, we should anyway, we take care of our physical health. We should exercise, do these things. But if you don't do those things until after you're sick, it's not going to help that much. Um, and I think that's, again, that's just, those are some of the hardest lessons to learn is that um, you can feel invincible sometimes. And even in those times, you have to be looking for the problem hmm. and, or the next problem to fix anyway. I don't know. Probably sounds miserable to some people, but again, to me, it's just, it's exciting. Um, and, uh, I love it. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, good chat. Shelby. I hope you have a great Valentine's day. Me too. Thanks. I'll do my best. Um, we're going to eat all of the candy in our house. Even eat my kids' candy before they get home oh, from school. That's what you should do. That's, <laughs> that's why you have kids, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, to everybody else still listening, I um, appreciate it. We, we just we just found out uh, a few days ago we, we were number 68 on uh, Goodreads Top 100 Creative Podcast. Um it's such a little thing, but man, like that, that's really cool. That's one of the coolest things, coolest pieces of news that I've gotten in a long time. You know, we, yeah. we don't, we never really expected anything like that. We just kind of, I don't know. We just kind of do this <laughs> uh, and to find <laughs> out that at least some people out there are liking what we're doing. That's just, it's a pretty cool feeling. So um, yes. yeah, just, I guess a really big thank you to everybody. And um uh, Yeah, as always, love you, bye. The Command Z Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.